Which reminds me of TikTok. Yeah. But this is a full song. Yo, in today's podcast, Geeky Jock here. Tinfoil hat, Tony. Half alive, but yeah, it's been a it's been a great weekend. <laughs> we gotta produce this content though. Hope you guys enjoyed our bonus episode with Mr. Adam Hamilton himself. Um, we don't need to get into it, but that was a that was a good episode. If you guys enjoy that kind of thing, but we're gonna get back more into our conspiracy thing here. Our theme of our show and today's topic, which is, oh, I just got to read it to myself, uh, Industrial Society and a Deconstruction of Leftist Psychology. So on today's episode is going to be a deconstruction of leftist psychology by Kaninsky. And I'll let um, Tinfoil Hat Tony kind of brief you guys on who the fuck is this guy Kaninsky. Um, a little bit of background on him. Go ahead, man. All right, so his name is Theodore John Kagan... Or how'd you pronounce his last name? Kaninsky. 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 Okay, he is known as a Yuma Barmer, and if you look him up on Wikipedia, this is the Wikipedia definition, so for all the North He was a Unabomber? Yeah, he, so he wanted to basically bomb all the media and banks. Like fucking Fight Club? Yeah. Okay. He basically wanted to bomb all the banks and every media. Okay. And... Well. But the thing about him is that he wasn't just a typical Allah Akbar. He wasn't just going to blow shit up for the fuck of it for Allah. He had meaning. He was the, he was a mathematics prodigy. But abandoned his academic and career to pursue a primitive life. Between 1978 and 1995, he killed three people and injured 23 others in a bombing campaign against people that he believed to be advancing modern technology and the destruction of government. Okay. So, within that, and I just want to preface my comments, is that he had an IQ of over 170. He was a smart guy, yeah. He was a very brilliant guy, and I actually sent Geeky Jock the manifesto that he wrote, and I sent him a bunch of videos about his manifesto. And I broke it down as best as I could in this segment, like I said, where he got into... So, there's two parts to this. Uh, Basically, his manifesto is essentially saying that modern society as we know it is going to crumble, and he, this was written in 95. 1995. And he explained the leftist psychology, things that I've touched on in the show, and if you haven't heard it, go to my, uh, the upcoming technocracy. I kind of touch on these kind of subjects about how technology will ultimately be our downfall, and we're already on a totalitarian state, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Check out the upcoming technocracy on the end of the days. That's toxic masculinity. But nevertheless... He gets into a lot of main points that I've never touched before. And we're going to break it down today. And that's the conspiracy of today's episode is, is Kaninsky right? Is he heading in, was he right in 95? And how right has he been proven to be true in uh, 2021? So we'll get into it now, right? Okay, so his first point on Kaninsky labels contemporary leftists as socialist collectivists. Politically correct types, feminist, gay, and disability activist, and animal rights activist are all the like, right? That's how he kind of deems the left, right? These kind of people. What these, what these groups all have in common, though, are two psychological tendencies. One being the feeling of infer- inferiority and over-socialization. Okay, so 
let's let's stop right there and let's kind of explain that. So he's saying there's two characteristics to people who are leftist. One is um, in feelings of inferiority mm-hmm. and over socialization. What is over socialization? We'll get to it right now. Um, hyper uh, the f- people who are um, feel inferior are hypersensitive such as minority right activists who seek to limit speech that they find to be offensive. Kaninsky identifies low self-esteem and powerlessness as the origin for these leftist positions. So, yeah, so if you feel inferior, right, if you feel like you're, you're not good enough, then you're, those kind of characteristics are going to start coming out in you and you're going to start trying to limit people's speech. You're going to be hypersensitive and you're going to kind of just develop into a modern-day leftist, right? But it all stems from inferiority. inferiority, yes. And that's where I think the biggest thing that the leftists promote is inferiority is amongst yeah. all classes. Yeah. It doesn't matter your class, your race, or anything. They promote a, a broad, a, a universal disinferiority. Or I'm sorry, how do you say that word again? Say what? Inferiority? Infor- yeah. In- inferiority. Inferiority. It just, you feel less than, yes. right? So they promote that on a global scale, and within that, you have the uprising. You have people who commonly think that they're disenfranchised as individuals, and they come collectively together to diminish and go after people who don't think the same way they do. Yep, because they feel inferior, right? So, so what he's trying to say is, you're absolutely right. By being just in that state of mind, you manifest a leftist attitude. And what is over-socialization? Over-socialization, according to Kaminsky, is being propagandized or being taught to hate your own country, to hate characteristics about yourself that you can't change. Like white white guilt, right? You can't change that you're white. You're born white. But the society teaches you, hey, you're white, you're a racist killer, you are responsible for slavery, all that kind of shit. That's what he means by over-socialization. So... Those two things, and so your your feelings of inferiority, and then you're taught to hate yourself, and those two things combined manifest themselves into modern a modern day, day leftist, yes. right? And within that, I just want to expand on what you said: is the self hate is modern day. It is literally their agenda, right? Like, look at the COVID mm-hmm. lockdowns. Now, what I bring up that because if you don't wear a mask, you're automatically assumed the other aisle. Yeah, it's what, political now. It's yes. political. Not even yeah. within that, though. What I'm saying is that individuality. Remember how our founding fathers said in the Constitution, to each their own, their own prosperity, not a universal prosperity. It's an individual prosperity. We'll get to that. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. We'll get to that. Okay. That's a perfect... You're setting me up for later. Yes. Okay. If we want to find up-to-date examples of this kind of behavior or psychological condition, look no further than BLM, the alphabet crew, the, <laughs> the LBGTQs, right? They all have certain senses of inferiority, right? The alphabet crew, I'm dead. Who actively obstruct discourse in the name of social justice, right? These most extreme activists find, uh, are found among these types are overwhelmingly university-educated white heterosexual upper-middle-class males who defend minority groups precisely because they see them as inferior and therefore identify with them. So 
these these upper class whites who are feeling inferior and have been over socialized why do you think they're the biggest promoters of blm and all this kind of shit because he's saying in his manifesto that they they look at them as lesser and that's why they identify with them that white karen who's all blm'd out that's why she went to college she's doing this but she feels inferior she's been over socialized so who does she tend to want to mingle with or who does she identify with minor minority groups could you say they're just playing the game and they're like you told me earlier to be cunning um do you think a majority of them identify with that to avoid the backlash of seeing their individual i would say self? some of them but we're, we're it's not about what i think it's the kaniski manifesto no, right? no 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 yeah yeah i know i know i know i guess i'm just like because this is where i guess that's the one part of the manifesto i'm just like okay i understand what he's saying but to say that the overall population of whites that that's what he's saying though that's literally what he's saying. He's saying due to their feelings of inferiority and over socialization, these people have been growing up to hate their own skin, so, their so own they white. Are, they're white. They, they hate, hate themselves. Yeah. So by default, basically what he's saying is by default, once you're fucking born, you're automatically programmed through to the hate social yourself. structure yep. to hate yourself. To hate your kind. And therefore, you're going to identify with oh, okay. groups that are okay. that you deem are weak. Right, like BLM, so and what I, okay. the Alphabet Crew. That's why they're so with them because they identify with and them. The, and what I described is a very few who could disconnect from that propaganda and actually think for themselves. But that's very few. Very few. Very okay. few. I mean, look at our society right now. Who yeah. thinks for themselves? It's very. It's a very, very. I know it's. It's hard to like say out there. Most people are stupid, but it is. It, it, it's, it's a very hard thing to say out loud yeah, yeah but but if you looked at everything that's happened in the past year or so i think you can come to that conclusion and say most people are fucking stupid yeah yeah you see this guy wearing three masks in a car driving by himself like th this is the kind of shit where you're like you would have never thought he would be that stupid people will be double vaccinated <laughs> yeah Okay, let's let's continue. But yeah, I, I like that counter argument, no doubt. There are people who are gonna play the game, like, oh, and I'll get to that. He calls them crypto uh, liberals, people who are at the top of the food chain who are cunning, who do use this shit to propagate. Yeah, their, that's what I was. That's thinking. what I mean. Yeah. But they're at the top of the food chain because they're already smart. Food, they know. I'm going to use this shit no, to right. better my narrative. You know, I gave, I gave humanity the benefit of the doubt. I really thought that people are armed. But they are, but they're already in positions of power because they're smart already. Got it. Okay. You get what I mean? Your average Joe is not going to fuck He's not cunning. I'm white. I need to be Molly Cox. Yeah. Yeah. But these other guys who are smarter, they're in positions of power. And, and they're going to use... Yes, and they're going to use their cunning. They're going to use this narrative, this brainwashing, to further their goals for power. Right, well, they so they don't want to relinquish that power. They want to gain. I mean, look power. at the pandemic. Fifteen days to slow the spread. Now we're fucking two years in. They still want to lock people down. All right, so I'll never forget that. Yeah, remember that? They constantly <laughs> deconstruct anything that is strong. Right, leftists always do that. They deconstruct anything that is strong, good, and successful, such as Western civilization itself. Leftists lack confidence in their own ability, and therefore will seek to construct a society in which. The state, a.k.a. Big Daddy government, takes care of everyone. Right? And isn't that what we see now? They, they don't want to be individuals. Remember I told you on our last podcast, do we want freedom? Does anyone want freedom anymore? 
or they want a handout. They want to be taken care of by the government. And I think that's a that's the point he's making. It's like they don't they don't believe in themselves enough to make their own way. So therefore, they're gonna they're gonna vote. They're gonna protest for policies that involve the big daddy government and take care of them. It's always been. I guess I will say it's always been like that ever since the Civil War, though. Because once once they won the Civil War, the liberals, right, quote unquote, the liberals won the Civil War. Ever since then, there has been a dependence on the government to man to alleviate all of the pain. And all the suffering from the Civil War and slavery prior, even to modern day government now. Since the Civil War, we have now literally looked to the government to be like any forms of disparity, social class structure, economic structure amongst us amongst the races has to be met at a government level. But Within that, socialism and communism has been more prevalent than ever. Since the Civil War, communism and socialism has been infiltrating American government. Um, I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, I, I, I agree to some extent, but I don't really know what the Civil War... What I think is... I think you're on the right track. It's, it's, it's been a progressive way we've been leaning in, in, in our society. We've been leaning left for the past 100, 200 years, right? I think you're on to something on that. Um, not, I don't think necessarily the war caused it, but I do think for the past 100, 200 years, our country has been going left. And now we're at the extreme side of the left because we've been drifting towards that side, right? You said, government, baby, take care of me, alleviate the pain. Um, because, <laughs> and then we'll get that to our next episode where we see how we're falling away from Christian values and, and God and, and, and now, to these people, literally, leftism is a religion. The government is their, their god, right? And, and we can start to see that. And I think you're, you're on the right track, for sure. Because I think you're right. For the last 100, 200 years, we've been going left. We haven't been going right. There's no way. And it's it, all been going left. Expanding on that, and the reason why we're going left is... I, I listened to videos I sent you. I've been listening to his channel, and I really... This dude is pretty legit. He's from Europe, and he dissects American politics, and he calls it the the cathedral. He calls America the cathedral, and within that, I bring that up because within the last 100 or 200 years, what has always controlled information before government allowed its own press? Uh, the church. The church. Okay. The church. So within that, the church has been lying to its people for the last 100 to 200 even i could even go further they've been lying forever dude. they've been lying forever that's my main point is that's why he refers to america as the cathedral we've our churches have lied to us since the beginning of dawn and i bring that up because jonathan mentioned christian values the church was promoting what the church wanted to promote because they controlled the information majority of americans back then were Christian. For sure. And within that, as we digressed and led to this leftist propaganda, the church started to conform. Who started funding the church? What did the liberal elites take over? What did they start purchasing? Whose pockets did they start filling? Oh, the church. Mm -hmm. Hey, church, don't even believe in yourself. Here, take this money, Pope. 
Oh yeah, it's all. It's don't all believe in. Don't off. even believe in your own message anymore. And within that, I I bring up the church because that was the starting point of all this. In our beginning of our time, people believed in the church. They believed in the Pope. Everything that the Pope said mattered more than any other. Well, individual. Western civilization was based on Christian or Roman Catholicism, Greek. Yeah. Um, Western civilization it was based on a religious society, right? But and I think you're right. Now we're a non-religious society, and they wanted that for a reason because when you don't have religion, now they're able to control you to the because that because the, your daddy is now the government, and you no longer look to God as your as your government savior. is now your God. Exactly, you they depend have, on them. You literally for have grown men and women. IDIV. Have you seen these people like jerk off to Fauci, jerk off to fucking? Because these they're like they're saints, right? They read the Bible. They're all they're all they say I'm not religious. Yeah, you are, because you you look at all these brainwashed liberals look at Fauci as some kind of saint, some kind of deity. Biden too, right? Obama too, right? It's their god. Even even Trump to a certain extent. Exactly. You These politicians are, are now, now gods, gods yes. to two people. Yes, yes. Even Trump. Even Trump. I'm, yeah. It's not left or right. It's just politics and government have are replaced religion. religion. Yes. yes. Because diminishing religion takes you away from your soul and your humanity. You now have to force... They force an ideology on you that disenfranchises the soul and your individuality. That's what religion promoted, was your soul and your individuality in the name of God. Yeah, but now no it's in the... No one could judge you, but God. Now it's... And some fucking bureaucrat, corrupt motherfucker... He's gonna judge you. Yeah, or... And or, tell you how to live. Don't get me wrong, I like Trump, but he should not be worshipped. No. But he is, right? And that's one thing, one criticism I will say about our society is... Trump's larger than life, almost like a godlike figure to people, because we don't, we lost our religion, we lost our values, we've lost our way. Hey, have you went down that Trump conspiracy that the Democrats purposely put him out to awaken their fan base and get the liberal, the liberal fan base even more awakened because they were losing power for the last um, three administrations with Clinton, um, Bush, and Obama? That they felt stagnant and they allowed Trump to win so they could reawaken their base. That's a good theory. But my my theory, and we're on tinfoil hat dudes. <laughs> my conspiracy theory is no, I think they were gonna they're on a sixteen year plan and it started with Obama. That was eight years. So after that it was gonna be Hillary for another eight years. And, and that was gonna mollycock us. But they were cheating. There's always been cheating. Just like uh, in 2000, when Al Gore, remember? I don't know if you, you're too no, young. Yeah, the Al Gore, no, I remember that. I was young I enough that to remember that. School. Yeah, so I Al Gore remember, yeah. won that election, but then they counted some votes and they did all this weird he, shit, he and, then, the, and then Bush won. The right, Florida. so they've always cheated. This has always gone on, left or right. The establishment, whoever that is, whoever's running things, has always cheated. So I think Trump won so tremendously. They in 2016 they couldn't they couldn't, they couldn't they couldn't cover their cheating he won so tremendously so outright that they but but 2020 they fixed themselves right you gonna mail in your vote Jay? yeah they fixed themselves <laughs> they they learned from 2016 yo dog we gotta go balls deep on this cheating bro yeah, we yeah. gotta go balls yeah. deep, dude. Balls deep, because if yeah, not, dude. we gotta go balls deep, baby. 
You mean even this this last election, people? You you know what, public? You cannot convince me that Daddy Daddy Joe Biden no way got eighty plus eighty five million, million votes. Yeah, fucking votes, and this dude didn't even campaign. This dude didn't even step outside. He, like That's bullshit, Trump bro. said on his speeches, he was in his fucking basement. They used COVID to. We've talked about this before, but that's that's my theory. They use COVID to get people from not going to the lines and mailing it in. Mm-hmm. That's what my that's what the guy said is that the liberal elites. I'm no longer gonna even call them Democrats. The liberal elites. I think it's the perfect way. Or just the elites, bro. Because well, they're not right or left, right? They're the just elites. Yeah. yeah. The elites. That's why I say the elites. They're not right or left. If you think they're right or left, like I and said, that's you're where we. I, it's funny because you, you got at least I, I don't know how Hanny went on your toxic masculinity series, but me and Jay are we're not right or left. We hate the government and we don't trust any of those motherfuckers. I want to see it all fall. We want, it's all corrupt. We want the system to collapse. For sure, that's the only way. But within that collapse, we understand the repercussions, and we we have family and kin that we care about. Yeah, that's the only reason we kind of hold on and give a fuck. If I not, mean, you know how easy it is to be, and that's why a lot of liberals or conservatives are like, just burn it down. It's like they have nothing to protect. And that's what um that industrial episode we'll get into next week is. We're so scared of death. Before, people took death as just a natural thing that's going to happen. But now we're so scared of it. We're, li- we're literally give up our freedoms to not die. You'd rather endure a life of slavery than to just die. And I'm going to say this. Those, um, what's that saying I said? Um... To live and, and to be powerless is to die every day, right? If you're a slave every day to the system, you're literally dying every day. You're waking up, a job you hate, you're going to, on your commute, you know. You know you, yes, to live and to be powerless is to die every day. But that's every, that's every man or woman in Western civilization is that we no longer have coherent value inside. Mm-hmm. Is now we live a material, yes. materialistic life. You are not living. You are a product of the system. And we'll get into that into next week. But okay, let's, let's continue here. The concept of competition goes against the intrinsic nature of the leftists because they feel like losers and they fight against the fabric of reality because they can't bear the fact that human behaviors and abilities are genetic. Can, you go, can I go off on this one? Yeah. Because this one really rubs me the wrong way. I genuinely believe... I Okay, let me rephrase this. this is, I, I got it from the manifesto. No, you're right, you're right. I genuinely hate socialism and communism. What do they promote? That genetically, we're all the same. And shit. We're all the same. Yeah, we're not equal state equilibrium. We're not. And what I mean by that is, yes, I'm Latino, but there may be a black guy who's smarter than me, or physically more imposing than me. He'd be m- most likely to be physically imposing to you. Yes. Even the my main point is that no matter your race, mm-hmm. there is outliers that do that that go against the norm. But to say that we're on universally one is a part of the it's bullshit propaganda. It's part of their inferiority, right? Because we all know life isn't fair. But I make it, and it goes back into our last episode. Life is isn't a fault fair. In your stars, can you make the best out of what you're given? I 
genuinely believe that's what our founding fathers meant when they wrote the Constitution. We'll get into that next episode, but I just wanted to go off on this because we're not the same genetically. We're not. Every. What about every, those NBA players? As a, compared to me, are we wait, equal? Wait, wait, wait. No, I can't. I can't join the NBA, bro. Oh, well, according to leftists, you should be able to. Yeah, at five ten. 160. I could join it. <laughs> what do you mean, dog? I'll be fucking baller, dog. Give me a baller, bro. But do you see the fucking lunacy? Yeah. Because they, they, they're denying the fabric, the reality that we're not equal. But the founding father said we're equal under God, which is true. So we all have alienable rights that no one can take from us but God. But at the same time, we're not equal to to a certain degree that we're all equal for everything we're only under equal under god right we have rights though and what have they done yes we all have rights that no one can take away from us that's what they meant they didn't mean like we're all equal for every single thing because we're not dude we're not like iq is a very a very no one wants to talk about it but if if someone's born with a 140 iq 150 iq he's gonna do better in life he's gonna do things that you can't do He's just going to be smarter than you. That's not equal. Are you? I- but you have equal opportunity, Are right? Are you IQ shaming me? Yes. <laughs> it's just an example to say, like, this guy's born with 150 IQ, and you're born with 100 IQ. You're not. Or even compete. 90. You're not going to compete with the dude with the 150. You're just not. That's not equal. The world isn't equal. That's what I'm saying here, and I'll say it again. Um, the comp the concept of content the concept of comp the concept of competition goes against the intrinsic nature of the left because they feel like losers, right? They already feel demoralized and shit, and they fight against the fabric of reality because they can't bear the fact that human behaviors and abilities are genetic, right? They 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 don't want to face those harsh truths and still work and try to get ahead. Instead, they just they want to just die and make everyone equal when when in fact we know it's not that the world isn't an equal place it's just it just isn't if you want to cry about it that's what leftists do they cry about it instead of making their lives better right all right so he continues here in his manifesto any group that ends up in an inferior position within society is not to be held accountable for their actions but instead society at large that's kind of where we're getting at to, right? Like, it's not you who's not working hard, who's just, instead of working hard, crying. It's society, right? Society is to blame for all my failures. Kaninsky concludes that the leftists have a deficit in their sense of power and self-worth, but they still conceive of themselves of having the capacity to be strong. However... This is only in the case of the framework of large movements or groups like Antifa or BLM, because the leftists cannot conceive themselves as individually strong and valuable. So they're only like, have you seen that Antifa BLM? They're always strong in those groups, right? No, and that, why but individually. Hey, so I'm gonna expand on what he said because this shit really grinds my gears. Shut up, family guy. Um, yeah, think about it. You have. Your Chicago, I'm speaking merely on American politics. You have the mayor of Chicago saying you need to uprise and throw riots if the Derek Chauvinon case was. Is that the guy who kneeled on on George Floyd? Okay, yeah. I bring that up because 
there's factual evidence that he was high off <laughs> amphetamines that could kill any fucking man. He was high on fentanyl. Fentanyl, sorry. That same shit. Kill any amphetamines I thought was fentanyl. That's the same shit. Okay. I, I don't I'm not a fucking drug expert, but he was high on some shit. But they, way, they labeled it fentanyl. He had enough to kill a fucking elephant, dude. The same shit that killed Mac Miller. Yeah. And My boy. They were trying, and even if you look back at the photos or the video, people were like, he kneeled on his neck. The neck doesn't cause you to have a heart attack, you fucking dumb fucks. I still think... He was an idiot for kneeling on his neck, though. But that was police precaution. That I, was I still think trained. he was an idiot no, for doing that. You're right, but that's he's still what, an idiot for doing that. <laughs> that's what they trained him in, though. Yeah, he's an idiot. He was an idiot for doing that. Okay, okay, give okay. me that. Yeah, I'm arguing for that. Yeah, he was an idiot okay. for doing that. But I'll, I guess I'm, I'm not. The optics of that, low IQ people are gonna just look at the the knee on his neck. But they were trained to do that, though. As a police force, they were trained to do that. Because, dude, if we were acting out of pocket, you really, you don't really think that we're gonna get a neck to the knee? I, no, I'm not. I'm not justifying his actions. What I'm saying is, just optically, he should have been smarter than that fool. Knowing what was going on in the world and all that, and he still puts his fucking knee on this guy's neck, a black dude. Okay, can I be right? Like, I'm be how, how, how much of an idiot are you? I'll be devil's advocate. What happens if you are? One of those individuals that doesn't realize what's going on. You're living your life. You don't engage with social media. You could have done that. Yeah, you're just, just existing, bro. Yeah, I read some report where like they said they, the Iranians or something trained them to do that kind of shit and whatever, whatever. No, I, I'm not disagreeing with no, you. No, I know. But what? What? Because I, I do disagree with you, but in some cases. But this case, I don't necessarily disagree with you. But all I'm saying is. Why did he have to put his knee on the guy's neck? The guy was handcuffed. The guy was down. I mean, hey, look, he uh, got 20-something years for it. He paid that price. I'll say, hey, hey. If you That's all I'm saying. If you weren't, can I, let me just, I'll, That's I'll, all play, I'm saying. I'll play devil's advocate. That's hey, all I'm saying. If you weren't 6'1", 200 pounds, like yourself, a fucking unit, but that dude being almost 6'5", or he was big, right? He was a big boy. He was a big boy, yeah. George Floyd. Almost 200 pounds off fentanyl. And you're only 5'6", five, 5'7", five, yourself, 180 pounds? And you finally got him to the floor? No, I agree. I mean, it's 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 a very touchy subject, right? I don't even want to get yeah, into it. Yeah, but I'm much. just trying to... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's reasons uh, for him for, to do it. But what I'm saying well, is... And, yeah. and, and I think you had a good rebuttal there. Regardless, but I still say <coughs> optically, optically, not morally or strategically, optically, once he put his knee on his neck, neck it was done. It was done. Yeah. It was I'll done. I'll give you that. It was done. It was on 4K. Yeah. They had him in 4K. You know what's crazy? Once he put his knee on his neck, visually, it was That's over. That's I bring up. Did they even try to taste it, dude? I don't really know the whole, like, how they got him subdued, right? Who knows? But what I did remember in the video is he was face down, handcuffed. And it took a while, though. Because we... Yes, they, they, they did kind of had a little bit of a, of a little struggle there. But they finally got him. And, like I said, just optically, no matter what's the truth or what's it not the truth. good, yeah. Yeah. Once yeah. he put his knee on his neck, fool, he got him in. Yeah. yeah. You got him in, fool. I'm not arguing you from a logical standpoint. I'm arguing you like 
the masses are going to look you at know, the video. I, I That's hate, what I'm saying. Because once they that. saw the knee on the neck, I it's over. I hate to be that dude, but my it's logic over. just overgoes sometimes my reason. But you got to remember who's watching the videos, right? They're not going to look at it logically. He's a black man with a white cop, you know, with so, a white knee on his black know, neck. So How many times do our Tecatecas, our fellow Tecatecas, get fucking banged out? Fucking mollywhopped and no one even says a word. Yeah, because like like I said, where we're at it in the country, that's what I was saying optically. The black versus the cops because and the cop violence. Promote that race war. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He should have been a little bit smarter right there. For, uh, he did no, everything right. It, it, he would have saved it. himself twenty two years if he didn't put his fucking knee okay, on the guy's last neck. Last question, do you deserve he deserved twenty two years for doing his job? I don't think he deserved 22 years. Okay, that's, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. No more digression. 22 years is a fucking long time. Yeah. They made Child an, rapists get less. They made an example out of They him. made an example out of the guy. Okay. 22 fucking years. Hey, dude, he's fucking lucky. Here, for arresting a guy who was breaking, committing a crime and Three shit. Crimes. Yeah, bro. 22 years. His life is over. He's done. Dude, I fucking got in a car crash that I had to pay almost 10 grand for and I almost went to jail for it. And this dude fucking... It literally broke the law, and his family got a whole fucking settlement check. Yeah, bro, they made an example out of the guy. All right, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's move on. Twenty two years is crazy, bro. Um, it's wild, bro. It's wild. Uh, okay, so the last thing I was saying is um, the BLM, the Antifa, they're they're strong in groups, right? Because that's how they feel strong. They're not strong individually, and that's why we see them in these BLM Antifa groups. That's why, like, who wakes up and is like, you know what I want to do today? I want to join Antifa. I want to join BLM race riots. Like, those people have these feelings of inferiority, so they feel strong in these kind of groups, right? Hey, you don't? Hell no. Nah. You know what? My, my job, yeah, just put up a fist, go loot shit, <laughs> burn down buildings and shit. I mean, it's a good gig. And then when you get fucking prosecuted, you get let go? Sign, those Joe Soros checks come in, and, you know, I just sign hey, them. George Soros? Hey, I want to do another song. It was shit. Hey, that's a good one. Coming up soon. George Soros conspiracy. Yeah, that fuck. Yeah. That Hungarian fuck. Influencing American politics. I'll get on him. I'll get on him. These leftists do not actually care about surface level issues. <laughs> they see it merely as a way to get or to get out their frustrations. For example, in our society, if if our society had no social problems at all, they would have to invent some to make an excuse to make a fuss. I agree with that. Remember the Jesse Smollett case? Where he fucking faked him getting a hate crime by... <laughs> the sandwich? The yeah. Subway sandwich? Oh, do-do-do-do-do at 3 I'm getting a Subway sandwich. I get... This is mega country. He made up all of that shit. None of that happened. He paid, he, he paid his trainers, right? We found all that out. This is exactly what Kaninsky was talking about. These people... Like, there's not enough hate going around. So he had to invent something because that's how they, in the western world because that's how they get down bro like he just said these leftists do not actually care about surface levels issue it is merely a way to get out their frustrations okay. how, how many you were you live in a white predominated arena how many times do you wake up every morning thinking damn these dudes are gonna call me bean damn these dudes are gonna call me a um, i've had outstanding uh dealings with white people 
You, but my main point is, is like what you said, what he said in his manifesto. They wake up thinking that they got to make something up because yeah. they feel inferior. Because they got to the do this. Hate, they they want to create hate when there's no hate when in there's the Western no hate. world. Yeah, I'm not gonna say there is no hate, but, but you get what I mean. That's but for the majority, I say like the majority of the life, most people are nice if you act your part. You know what I mean? But like he I've said, I've never and once true. been treated misjudgedly unless I've acted out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Yep, and now these people want to act out of pocket, and then when people judge them, it's racist. They want to fucking throw it's up. Like, like, the, like the race riots, you know? Rodney King? No, I mean, the, the BLM race oh, riots, sorry, bro. Dude, when they were beating up white people and burned down their fucking businesses. The Ronnie, it's the same shit, but oh, okay, now it's... Uh, we'll get to it. When it comes to over-socialization, it applies to people who cannot think, feel, or act within the moral framework of the society without experiencing feelings of guilt and inadequacy. So that's what over-socialization means, right? You, you cannot think, feel, or act within the framework of the society without experiencing feelings of guilt and inadequacy. So you go throughout your whole life feeling with guilt and inadequacy. That's what over-socialization means, and we talked about that. We can see in our schools the teachings of white guilt duh, and post-colonization. Oh, narrative. hey, colonizer? Have yeah, and colonization narratives. Yep, Western children grow up ashamed of aspects of their identity they cannot control. These children become over-socialized, become so over-socialized that they can't even experience unclean thoughts that go against their brainwashing. Hey, not us at EOD. I grew up, Jay grew up. We're not like that, man. And there's a majority of the population who don't fall into that. And you know what it is? We're the only ones that are willing to speak up against it. Mm -hmm. You're brainwashed to hate to hate this country, to hate yourself. You know, You're and brainwashed the, to hate Western civilization. And that's well. why you fall into the leftist category if you are a leftist, because you're 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 literally programmed to be over socialized and to have feelings of inferiority. Um, thank you so I, I digress and let's go on here we don't got that much left actually we're, we're over halfway through here and these are just main points from that manifesto right people like professors in our society are the most over socialized you know what over socialized means now right yeah I explained that okay. because I went through it I still go through it in my own academia but I'll let you go on and I'll give you the example okay people people like professors in our society are the most over, over socialized people in our society leftists might be presented as rebels but they are major proponents of the system and i want to bounce off that because this is something that i went through in my own academia it was um in order to pass my liberal english class it was literally called we had a building called the liberal arts that i took my english class in and she basically our final our thesis, our last paper to graduate the class, she said, choose a topic. And my topic was on how the media is paid off by liberal elites. God damn it. I influenced you way too much. How the media is paid off by the liberal elites and how they're, they're covering Donald Trump. That sounds like my, one of my ramblings and you're just like, yeah. She's probably like, what the fuck is going on with this kid? So, all right, say it again without me interrupting. It was the best paper I've ever wrote. wrote it, say it again. What was the paper on? 
My paper was on how the liberal elites control every aspect of social media and every news source that we have and how they are undermining and trying to diminish everything that Donald Trump accomplished in office. Which is true. And everything that he did. And Very true. the best paper I ever wrote. Eight pages deep, I fucking wrote this paper. You're going in it? You're I, going in? I had my bibliography, I had my sources, I did everything. She gave me an F. What? I complained. F. I complained and went to the administration. And I told them. She gave you F. I told them, yeah, she gave me an F, bro. I told them, what the fuck? This is one of the best papers I ever wrote. It met all the parameters of the actual outline. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I don't care about the political view. Judge me on my writing. You know what she gave me? At the end of it, I fought the school hardly. Dude, I almost got kicked out of my college for this. I didn't tell my mom or my family. Because you wrote this Donald Trump paper, essentially. Essentially, yes. Even though it's not Donald Trump paper, it's about the media. It was about the media and how they're defaming anybody of power that goes against their narrative. But she was a fucking that was lib. My thesis. That's I did, not a school. That's a ter- it's a brainwashing machine. Then, I right? used Donald Trump as a main figure because it was 2018. You went against the narrative, and it was, dude. It, he was the biggest fucking focal point in the world at that time. So you went against the narrative, and I, I went to the administration. I told him, dude, you're literally gonna limit my freedom of speech, mm-hmm. and gonna fail me. You know what she ended up giving me? I see. C. The best fucking paper I ever wrote in my life, bro. See, that's what Kavinsky was talking about. Best fucking paper I ever wrote in my life. The biggest proponent of the system. Every fucking our teachers. source there. I had it. Extra She's not a every teacher. Every major fucking source. She's not a teacher. She's a propagandist. Oh, we beefed it the whole year. She's a propagandist. Hey, I'll be honest though. Even though I know this is like out of pocket. Even though she kind of hated me. She kind of loved me. Because you challenged her ass? Or every what? time in class. She wouldn't even. There was a point where I would raise my hand. She would. I would be the only one. Fucking challenging that lip. And she would be out. She'd be like, "Okay, we're well, moving on." <laughs> and it'll be like, "Dude, it's crazy because not even my English class. It's my history class. My social like. It's just every part of my education has been infiltrated." Oh yes. And it's kind of... That's it, what Kaminsky is saying. I'm even at the point now, I have a semester coming up, my last semester to graduate. I don't even know if I want to go through with it. Why do I... Yeah, just finish it. Why do I pay all this money out of my pocket? Finish then, it. It's just like, damn, I have to pay all of it out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I'm being indoctrinated with these ideas I don't even believe in. People like professors in our university, according to Kaminsky, are the most over-socialized people in our society. Leftists might be presented as rebels, but they are actually a major proponent of the system. Our dog's drinking water, guys. So if Sorry. You that, yeah. Come on, Bella. Hey, some big ass gulps. Come on. Come on, dude. We're trying to record here. She understood. She balanced. <laughs> All right. See, that sentence explains what you were just talking about, right? Teachers are the major proponents of the system, right? They say, oh, I'm here to teach. But yet, they're the most major proponents of the said system, right? Because they have to be indoctrinated themselves. Because they're over-socialized, right? They have feelings of white guilt, all this kind of shit. Exactly. All right, moving on here. We got, we got a little bit more to get to. 
Communism is the preferred form because it is the reduction to the entire American ideal. The American left loves black empowerment only because in reality is an attempt by them to integrate them into the industrial system, to conform to white middle class ideals, like holding a respectable job, climbing the corporate ladder, being a responsible parent, and so forth. Leftists are so over-socialized that when they commit violence, they do it in the name of mainstream values, such as fighting for racial equality. Kavinsky therefore concludes that leftism is a result of society that increasingly socializes its population. So long story short, what he's saying there is, if you over-socialize your population, what makes them feel white guilt, you make them hate themselves, you make them feel all this kind of thing, then your result is people who love leftist ideals, such as communism, such as all this kind of shit. So that, that's kind of his thesis on that statement is like, if you over-socialize your population with propaganda, like you were just talking about, that you don't like it, and thank God you could see through the propaganda. But imagine if you were propagandized. Imagine if you, if you bought what she was selling. Then most likely, you would become a leftist if you bought what she was selling, right? So no, yeah, you're right. And imagine if I did, and it's it's something to hold true, and to the people listening out there, please hold true to your values. You know, we're at a very scared state. We really are. You know, we're on the verge of collapse. We really are. Oh no, you guys are just a fucking tinfoil hat dudes. Oh, you guys don't know nothing, y'all. Yeah, nah, dude. The republic has fallen. I think the Republic fell. The Fallen Republic is what I like to call it. Yeah. The Fallen Republic has failed after um, your boy Ronald Reagan. Um, ah, that's a good question. We, we can get into that next episode. When the when did it fall? Um, I think like like we've been talking about, and you said really early in the episode, it's been trending left since the Civil for War. a long time. Yeah. So that's what I believe. What I think it truly fell was in um, I think I forgot who it was. What it was in Roosevelt um, when he said that the central banks had taken over. I think it was nineteen thirteen or nineteen seventeen. I think that's when World we World War Two, the end of World War Two. No, that was forty. It was before that. World War One. Whenever we put in our central banking system back into America is when I think. Um, it accelerated. The banks control everything. Though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Once we got our Fed national or central banking system back in, um, we really so went. So now, down. can I say what about when Nixon eliminated the gold standard? That was the only thing combating this. That was banking. just uh, that was just a, a formality for what had happened. Um, wait, let me um, keep keep talking. Let me, let oh me, yeah, yeah. What I mean by that is uh, the reason I bring that up is because the central banks. I am in the belief that once Nixon eliminated the gold standard, the central banks no longer had any competition. They no longer had to actually provide a value to the dollar. Now they keep it in a theoretical dollar that we uphold by a ledger that's fucking basically written in the name in the ledger. You no longer have the dollar backed by gold. Okay, so it was Woodrow Wilson, Federal Reserve back 1913. Um, that was in the World War One. No, before World War One. World War One was uh nineteen seventeen to like twenty one. So I'm a couple years off. 
The Federal Reserve System as it exists today was due to the Federal Reserve Act in 1913. Was that Federal Reserve that it go across Europe too? Uh, no, it was established just in America. It was already in Europe. Europe had fallen already. So when did it expand? December 23rd, 1913, President Woodrow Wilson signed the Federal Woodrow Reserve Wilson. Act. Woodrow Wilson. That was the guy you were looking for. Woodrow Wilson, yeah. I said it wasn't Roosevelt. Yeah, so. That was the guy you were looking for. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's when... Um, you guys can look it up yourselves. This isn't what this episode's about. But um, that's when I think you talk about things going left. I think when, when once we the country sold out to the central banks, that's when things really got shitty. All right. Furthermore, leftists are collectivists and are only interested in satisfying their need for power. And I put C-mask, right? They seek to bind the world together in a unified whole. This can only be achieved by removing human freedom for the centralization of technology. Leftists may pretend to oppose power structures, but history shows us they will only do this until they capture the systems of social control for themselves. Yeah, I mean, again, leftists and our collectivists only interested in satisfying their need for their own power. See mass. I mean, yeah. I mean, have you ever seen people fight over the mass shit? I mean, they just want power over other people. And... Hey, so now why the fuck is the Democrats allowed to do all this crazy shit, but anytime they're held against, you are a misogynist, you're a xenophobe, you're a racist. Have they captured the media and every? Have they basically yes. bought everything to the yes. point where now? Yes. Yeah? Every, look at my last cap. Left-wing extremists hold immense power in every single institution And in this America. is where I... In America. It'll, it'll every, next, every institution. It'll be next episode, but Ted also talks about it, how the conservatives do nothing. They do nothing. Because they're squishy and they've been bought out, too. And they're also bought out. And, you know, I was going to get into it about MLK. And no one's fighting with us. I'll, I'll leave that to next episode. Because yeah, we talked about this is just leftist psychology kind of stemming from it, right? Feelings of inferiority or over-socialization so- over mm-hmm. gets them to this point where they're basically screaming for communism. And you know what's so funny? Half of them don't even know what communism is. <laughs> That's what I said. They don't believe in the surface level's <laughs> ideals. They just want their grab for power. That's you know what it's so about. Funny? I saw some... I, it's funny. I saw a TikTok the other day where the wolf on Wall Street was talking about how Venezuela is so down bad because of their socialism. You know what? I had some white privileged kid who's not even paying for his college, by the way. <laughs> talking, wow. talking about... That's nice. Talking about how American capitalism is coherently bad. He made some good points. I'm not going to knock him. But he tried to say that we need to be socialist. And he tried to give me all these bullshit examples of Venezuela. How oh, they're eating rats and shit? Yeah. But but they're all equal is what he said. Oh, they're all eating rats equally? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's what he said. But but like what what Kaminsky's saying is leftists will deny the fabric of reality. He's right on that. You can look at a country like Venezuela who's been decimated, who's living in poverty. People are eating rats. But they'll literally still deny that. Do you get what Kaminsky's saying now? They will literally... 
They will literally deny the fabric of reality. Just like the BLM riots, mostly peaceful. They burned down cities and you had a bunch of... Yeah. They're denying the fabric of reality. That's what they do. Yep. That's what Kavisky says, and we're seeing it now in our, in, our, in our 2021 lives. They will deny the fabric of reality, bro. And it's frustrating, huh? Mostly peaceful protests with the smoke and the fire in the background. That's how indoctrinated, how brainwashed, how much over-socialization these people hey, have. To the people listening out there, I've deleted most of my Insta- or most of my social media. All I have is Twitter and Instagram. Deleted all the other shit. I really recommend you guys actually unfollow all the shit you're saying. It's not good to wake up every morning and see that bullshit. Follow what you believe. It's tough. It really is tough. Because you realize how alone you are. But you're not. You got Geeky Jock here, baby. And you got Tony, Foil Hat Tony. So, please, please. I know you're in your dungeon listening to us right now. In your hidden closet. They have their KKK flags. For yeah, yeah. You're listening We're to these right-wing supremacists. Dude, we... It was so funny. I was telling Jay the other day. Your secret well, is safe with me, baby. Well, 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 <laughs> well, in the, well, in the episode on this, bro, I've been telling I've been having a lot of Chinese bots messaging me. Oh, like, they're like, on you, bro? Well, ended on this. My last point. Okay. Listen, the most dangerous types of, according to Kaminsky, are over-socialized crypto leftists. They tend to under they tend to work under bourgeois methods towards achieving their ideology and pace modes. They tend to be generalists bureaucrats, teachers, and lecturers. Kavinsky's biggest thing is that leftism should be classified as a mental condition instead of a coherent political movement. And let's touch on that, and then let's get the fuck up out of here, and we'll give you guys part two next week. So what I got from that is... I fucking... The biggest thing, leftism, leftism should be classified as a mental condition... Instead of a coherent political movement. Because we already see, we've talked about the psychological so, thing about it. Right? What Jay means by that is, is that leftism should be identified as an actual mental disorder rather than an actual due, ideal way of life. Due to the inferiority complex and the over-socialization. What he means by that? I, you know what Jay uses? He's more literate than I am. You know? So, I'm going to break it down for the normies like us. What he's saying is... These fools are out here saying, you gotta be fucking woke, you gotta be a sheep, you gotta be all this to get by in society. You literally have to follow shit that makes you mad, (laughs) that makes you crazy, that makes you insane. Literally. Leftists are mostly insane, yes. Guys. They live their lives out of rage. I'm at a point in my political life and just in my adulthood don't you guys just want to just chill and have simple liberations simple liberties not for leftists because it's a mental condition I know I know but hear me out that's my point that's my point dog <laughs> right don't you guys just want to chill fucking not have the government fucking taxing you not have BML showing up at your, at your door because you're just like I don't agree with that and we'll get into a next episode, but the Founding Fathers said that freedom is not universal. It's individual. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I, I will end it on that. But they're all about collectivist and groups, and BLM, Antifa. Yeah. They go against exactly what yes. the founding father said. All right, so that's part one of. Let me talk about your. What's my fucking. Industrial society and the psychology of leftists. So tomorrow will be. Oh, not tomorrow. Next week will be. Uh, industrial society and technology and how that limits human freedom. But I think we did okay. I mean, I think we did our best to ex- to explain the manifesto of Kinvinsky on uh, leftist psychology. And if you guys hated it, that's cute. If you guys loved it, love that. Uh, rate me five stars. Stop being little bitches. I'm seeing all these downloads, but no one's rating me five stars. Uh, five stars, please. That helps us out quite a bit. Leave comments on the podcast. Um, that's also helpful. So that's all I got, man. We pushed out two uh, episodes this week you got anything else Tony no that's it man we'll go on it episode two on industrial you, I, society yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be ready for that one too episode one I think you guys or the bonus episode I think you guys learned a lot about me <laughs> the bonus episode but yeah yeah tinfoil hat Tony yeah geeky chalk we out bitch we out. later listen to my shit five stars five five bitch we out